Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. everyone and welcome back that's right to the it's all cobblers to me preview show is back we've got a chat with a representative from saturday's opponents salford city coming up but first i'm joined by my wednesday night friend charles commons how are you charles am i only your friend on a wednesday night is that well, how yeah. that works uh, and sunday i guess okay thanks <laughs> <laughs> i'm good thank you very um, much good good um it is wednesday we'll timestamp it because we're mid transfer window um we had a little bit of bad news little bit of slightly good news that today, um, that was uh, Wednesday in the build-up to this, uh, Chanka Zimba out for six weeks with a hamstring injury, which is helpful. Uh, usual cobbler's way, you'd say, bringing a lone player and he's out straight away for six weeks. Um, and that comes a few days before the end of the transfer window. So John Brady did say that he'd missed out on a couple of transfer targets, but we did bring in Idris Kanu from some other team down the road, Charles, today. How feelings on that? On well, first of all, I'm disappointed it wasn't Idris Elba. Yeah. Uh, second of all, um, I, I literally laughed when, well, I couldn't help it when it was announced that Zimba is injured with a hamstring injury, no less. <laughs> yeah. I immediately went, "Oh, so we replaced Keon Tete, who had a hamstring injury and hadn't <laughs> played for six weeks, with a player that has come in, played all of what maybe about eighty minutes max." Yeah. With a hamstring injury for six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Good Brilliant. times. <laughs> with, with about two or three days left of the transfer window. 
So yeah, it's going to be a scramble. We were talking earlier, weren't we, about whether we do a Twitter Spaces or not on Monday night. It looks like it is going to be a late one. It's going to have to be, isn't it? Scramble around the basement bucket of <laughs> just to grab whatever's left. Because Kanu, Kanu doesn't sound like he's... still play. Yeah, get him in there. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of getting him in, by the way, I'm gonna. I was browsing the hotel end because I'm not a member of the hotel end, but Careful. I like to browse sometimes. Someone used get him in. I don't know. If, I can't remember exactly who it was. But someone used get him in, Charles. I think I need to trademark it. Hang on. Is this what he used? Get him in. <laughs> yes. That was sneak peek. Sneak peek. <laughs> yeah. Sneak um, but yeah. Anyway, back to Kanu. Um, not an out-and-out striker, I don't think, by the looks of it. It looks like he can play all over the pitch, which would have excited Keith Curl, I think. Right wing back. <laughs> uh, right wing back, yeah. I've been there. Um, doesn't look like he's the one to solve the striking issue. He's... He looks to me like he's more of the creative player, I think. Yeah. So he's the one that hopefully is going to be unlocking the defence. Unlock it, yeah. Yeah. He's it been playing right wing back, I think, for... <laughs> That, that blue team. You couldn't um, write it, could you? You really couldn't write that script. No, I love it. Um, it does seem like John Brady is still in the hunt for a striker, though, which is it, which is good. It's not pinning his hopes on Carnu to be that man. I will be very interested to see whether all these rumours, and I appreciate they are just rumours and we haven't got a clue who starts this kind of stuff or anything like that, but yeah. Danny Hilton has been rumoured since literally December the 31st, hasn't he? With yeah. A, a move up the M1 from Luton to us. So I'd be very interested to see whether that actually comes to fruition or indeed if we can maybe find out somehow once the window closes as to whether it was ever likely or looking like we were interested in in that at all. Mm. Because as much as we sort of moaned, didn't we? Well, Neil had a nice big pop on the pod on Tuesday, didn't he, about <laughs> loaning youth players from like Premier League clubs or Championship clubs. Yeah. Danny Hilton was, I think the rumour was for a, a loan until the end yeah. of the season. <clears throat> he is not, I was going to say a child. <laughs> he is not, not a, child. a youth not a child. team player uh, coming from a, a higher division club. He He's an experienced pro who would be dropping down a couple of divisions, not but having not been able to get into a championship side that by all accounts mm. are doing okay. Yeah. For what they're yeah. wanting and expecting at Luton. Yeah, we'll see what happens though. It look, mm. it, I, I wouldn't mind that so much, like a that kind of experience coming in. Um, and I saw some pictures today. With they, we had a behind the behind closed doors friendly against Coventry, I think on Wednesday. Ooh. Rico on the sidelines at the Rico. Yeah. Oh no, it's not called the Rico anywhere, is it? Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it was at Sippins as well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, get Rico on there. Could you sure we could do a job. All we need is someone to stick the ball in the net. Go get him. You know what? I think he would do it if we asked him. I'm not, so sure. <laughs> I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure he would get, anymore. Gets to Monday, he's still relatively fit, I think, isn't he? Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying that he isn't. I just think he's enjoying the fact that he doesn't have to play football anymore. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely an element. I'm pretty sure that he was asked in a, you know, in a jokey way by either Jake Sharp or Henners or somebody media-wise, and he literally just shot them a glare. <laughs> he does like a glare he loves a glare doesn't he loves, a glare. loves it he does but anyway that could all be out of date I guess by the time this comes out on Friday we could have signed um, a million pound striker and so let's not moan too much because it could have 
could have kicked off by Friday. Christian um, Lee coming back, is he? Yeah. <laughs> heard it on good authority that Christian Lee is on his way. Cool. Um, for a million quid. Yes. Actually um, will become the first million pound cobblers player. When <laughs> we not pay we a million quid. quid. <laughs> yeah. um, let's get looking ahead to Saturday then. And we've got the pleasure uh, today of being joined by Salford City commentator and media and communications officer, Will Moorcroft. Hey, Will, how are you doing? Yeah, well, good. Thanks, guys. you? Yeah, good, good. So we were just saying before this started, this is the first preview show back. Uh, it used to be our, our regular Wednesday meeting where we chat to a fan, but also lament the cobbler's form. And this season it's not hopefully going to go that direction, but you never know. Um, so go, going into your role, Will, are you a Salford fan as well as being the media and comms officer or did it just um, sort of fall into it as, as such? Yeah, so I've been around the club for uh, eight seasons now. Um, mm-hmm. It's been number eight, and I suppose it's hard when you've got such a long affiliation with the club to say that you're not a fan because, mm-hmm. you know, whatever happens on a Saturday, Tuesday, um, that, as anyone all around me will tell you and attest to, that dictates what your mood is. You know, if it goes well, you're happy. If it doesn't go well, um, not so much. So, you know, I, I will class myself as a fan on on that level, um, yeah, I, I got involved at the club uh, through my university at the time. Um, and it's a project that back then was really exciting and remains really exciting. And now it's a really big part of my life. Obviously, it's my full-time job. So, um, yeah, you know, it's good. It's been great to see the journey so far. And obviously, as everyone knows, the ambitions are to carry on going with it. Mm-hmm. So where were Salford when you first started the role eight years ago would have been non-league somewhere yeah the evo stick northern premier league division one north so tier number eight yeah that's fair way down yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're talking about um ambition then and such a a journey from there obviously with the backing from the class 92 famously um is that ambition still felt do you think from the owners at the moment yeah i mean they when they came in, I think they targeted within 15 years to be in the championship and, you know, the first seven, eight of those, well, I'd say seven have been meteoric, uh, one promotion, season one, season two, season four and season five. So, you know, four promotions in five years and they were well on target. Um, we go into every League Two season, so it's with that ambition of promotion and one of the things that sticks to me actually when we signed Nathan Pons, he said, you don't, as a player, you don't go into a season thinking, right, we're going to go for mid-table here. You know, any team that has got anything about them, your ambition is to finish as high as you can. And, you know, that that's certainly true here. Obviously, we've not realised that yet, but I'd say in two seasons, we've come close on both occasions. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess it's quite lazy of us because we, I think a couple of us predicted on our pre-season show that Salford would be, if not title winners, definitely up above the, above in the top three. Um, with it being your third season in the league, should you be challenging more, do you think, than you are? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a difficult one to put the finger on because obviously everyone sees the calibre of players we pull in um, that we do bring in and you look at the league position and think, well, why are you down there? But I think there is something about one, League Two is a very, very difficult league. 
Um, without a doubt, it's the most difficult league that we've been in. Um, you know, I've watched regularly Premier League and Championship football for uh, most of my life, and even watching that, I'd say League Two is the absolute most difficult. Um, what you also find is other factors. So I think there might be some pressure on the players that they know they're coming in and that's what the expectations are. And from other teams as well, a lot of people don't expect, but I hate to say it in, and I'm not doing it in a big-headed way. We are a lot of people's in Cherry. You know, people want to come. They want to play well against us. You see levels coming up another 5 10%. And, you know, we've been caught out a number of times by not being at 110%, um, which is what we've got to be at every week. Um, but, you know, like I said before, we're not, we've never been a million miles off, but we've not quite got it right yet, I'd say. Mm. Is there any frustration from the fans from that, that you're not challenging yet? There is. Um, I think there are certainly some fans who've come in in more recent times, expecting to come in and watch a winning team. Um, I don't think they fully, or some of them, I don't think fully understand what League Two is about and that it isn't as simple as go out, get the best players and you're going to walk away with it. Um, there are so many other things to build a very good League Two team. Um, but I think a lot of the fans that I know who have been here for more than seven or eight years since the Class 92 took over, most of them are certainly very happy with where they are, um, with where the club is right now, uh, particularly compared to you know where we have been previously. I mean, Prescott Cables away on the Tuesday night isn't the most glamorous of places to go. Um, you know, looking back to our midweek game, neither is Barrow, um, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. But, you know, what watching week in, week out, getting to go to grounds like, you know, Valley Parade um, and all these sorts of places, it, you know, they understand where we are. Um, there's still that ambition there, you know, that's never going to change and they're just happy to be enjoying the journey still. It's, um, it's interesting to say that because I, I was interested to know whether there's a divide in, in the fan base because obviously there are those fans that have been there since the days when, you know, it was just you know, a, a, an open field essentially with a cafe and, 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 you know, a very small stand with a few seats in to what it is now at the, you know, the new stadium. Um, and then you've got these newer fans coming in that are obviously coming in because of the fact that, you know, we, you can't deny it, the class of 92, Gary Neville being the, the figurehead for the, for the club now. They're going to come in. They're going to go and watch that. I presume you get a lot of United fans that go and watch on the days when United aren't playing. If United are playing on Sunday, they'll go to Salford on the Saturday. So is there a noticeable divide in, in that sort of fan base? Do you, do you maybe sort of see the, the old guard, if you like, just sort of being there and being a bit more like relaxed about everything, a bit happier with how everything's going, whereas and maybe tutting a little bit at the newer crowd that are more impatient? Yeah, it, it's hard to disagree with that. I mean, there are, you know, some who don't like some of the newer fans that have come in and have this expectation. Um, like I said before, you know, from what they've been through with the club in the Northwest Counties, even below 
um, and I got involved to where we are now. You know, they're very proud of where we are and maybe a bit more accepting and um, understanding of where we are and that we're not just going to go up every every year. You know, that that is impossible. Um, whether it's a full-on divide, and I wouldn't say it's completely like one side and the other, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, there, there is a little bit of difference in opinion as to how we're doing and where we are, where we maybe should be. Mm. Where, where is it you think you should be at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm one of these um, quite holistic. You are where you deserve to be. Um, you know, football over the course of a season balances itself out. Um, you can start poorly and get a good run of form and end really well and see where you end up um, mm. higher at the table. Or you can start off really well, get complacent and slip out of down. So, you know, mm. you, I don't think anybody can say you should be in a certain place. Mm. Um, like we were saying before, you look at our squad and the experience they've got in there, the promotions they've got in there, then yes, you might expect us to be higher up, but it isn't, it really isn't so simple, you know, trying to find the way that those players play together. Uh, for example, you know, that team chemistry is such an important part and that's the bit that you need to get right. So, you know, we are where we are. Um, I can't say that there's too much this season that I look back and think that really, really went against us. Um, you know, last weekend against Colchester probably isn't the best that I've ever seen us play. Um, I think I will put that out there in one of the worst performances I think I've seen from a Salford side and that's just being honest over the last seven or eight years. Um, but then we have had some spectacular wins, really good performances and bits and some good points. So yeah, we are where we are and we'll see where we finish come May. I suppose it's that that thing that, I mean, you said about before about how essentially you've kind of got a target on your head from the other clubs and, you know, the other teams and the other players that come to, to play you because, you, you know, you're spending money that other clubs in this division especially, you know, can only dream of being able to go and spend on players of the calibre that you've got. And I mean, I know that it essentially comes down to jealousy, whatever way you look at it. Fans are jealous of of other clubs. Uh, there is going to be a jealousy factor towards Salford City. I mean, you've only got to look at the the recent signing in in Matty Smith. You know, it, that's a huge signing for any League Two side to get him to come down from the Championship, regardless of whether he was playing week in week out at Millwall or not. He's known he has scored goals in that division, and then. All of a sudden, he's dropped down two divisions. It's the same as what happened the other day when uh, I, I can't remember the lad's name, but the guy that Wrexham have paid three hundred thousand uh, to Ollie AFC Wimbledon for, uh, Ollie Palmer. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's ridiculous, and and we all kind of look at it and just go, "Wow!" But essentially, it's jealousy that mm. the cobblers haven't been and done that themselves, or <laughs> you know, gone and bought Cristiano Ronaldo for. 200 million or whatever it's that that's what it comes down to what was funny um when we we're in the national league north one of the most vocal clubs against what salford were doing stockport county <laughs> when we we're in the national league it was wrexham you know look what's happened to them in the last couple of years and yeah. you know it 
it's acceptable. It's okay for them to now be splashing the cash like they are. Yeah. Um, so it's, that's quite a funny irony I find. But you know, it it is a bit of jealousy, and no foot, or very few football clubs have ever built themselves from absolutely nothing. You know, there aren't football clubs that pay a packet of peanuts and you know a pint of lager after a game. That football in itself is becoming a beast that is losing control of itself very quickly um, I find but you know we do have that ability um, we do use it and you know it like I said before you, you have the other side of that coin where it getting it to work you know it's all very well and good having the best resources but it's you know sometimes making the most of them um, you know, I look at Gary Rowett, for example, a manager who works on a very limited budget, does absolute wonders. He was given a Warchester at Stoke and he failed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it it really isn't always the answer. And, you know, every club would love to have it. Um, but, you know, for those who are run sustainably, uh, not saying we're not, by the way, we are, you know, well run and sustainable. Um, but you know, for those who are sensible about about it, you know, it's it really isn't a bad thing to have. So, you know, you can be jealous about resources that some have. But I think what we're seeing more and more at the moment, if you still have a football club to follow and support, and you know they're looking after themselves and the fans, and you've got that, then you really can't take that for granted either. Mm. Is the relationship quite strong still, like between fans and the board? and the owners is it is it like 100% backing between them or is there some dissenting voices I've not ever really seen anything that is against the owners from um, the club um, or from the supporters Um, there's you know dialogue between some groups um, particularly the older ones who have got a lot more deeper invested interest in the club um, and the committee as well, particularly um, not much happens without the committee being aware of it and having their say. You know, a lot of them have been at the club for over 30 years. So, you know, they are still the beating heartbeat of what it's about. And the owners are the owners and that. Um, I think there's a little bit of dissent towards the recruitment. Um, have to say and you know are, has the club brought the right players in or not um, because there have been some Bruno Andrade for example mm. you know never really worked out for him um, we had Matt Green for a time that never really worked out and Danny Lloyd as well came from that blue club down the road <laughs> um, you know it never fully worked out for him um, so there are some question marks over that but you know, if there was a guaranteed tailored solution, then League Two won't be as exciting as it is. Mm-hmm. Can I just because you've brought up recruitment? One of the nice things that I saw on Twitter, I think this week or it might have been last week, um, Newport County unveiled a signing on Twitter using a nice little Panini sticker esque video, and then what? Maybe a same day, I think it was, a little bit later on, Salford did a similar thing. It wasn't <laughs> exactly the same. 
And but if you then, wind back a year, you'll see that Salford also did a football sticker. Um, <laughs> and uh, we were also due to play bring a player in earlier in the window, which we had the same thing for, which uh, didn't come off. So <laughs> it was it was yeah. the, the thing that I liked was was afterwards because the banter uh, between the two clubs' social media accounts, although it was short and you know fleeting was quite funny and I you know it was that whole thing of I, I think was it your, your reply to say oh sorry we forgot that Newport invented the sticker album or something like that I you know it's the the fun that you can still have despite the fact that you know you're bringing in recruitment that is above let's be honest what mostly two clubs can do mm. I think that still shows that they're they're seen and respected, or Salford are respected, the same as any other side in the division by the rest of the clubs. Yeah, I mean, uh, I always hope that when people come to us, they see that you know we're not a load of really stuck up people who believe we've got an entitlement to be higher up. You know, we a lot of us behind the scenes have helped to build where we are now. Um, it would have been very easy when the club went professional for them to instead of taking myself on and my former colleagues who've been there for the last three, four years, you know, go and offer someone who's been there and done it at the top flight or the championship to come in and do our jobs. Um, you know, they could have gone out and got a really experienced um, ticket office manager, you know, commercial manager in all these different roles, but instead they've entrusted to that to us. And I think we've helped to, continue bringing that you know we are normal people um, you know there isn't anything special about us um, you know there's something exciting and special about where we work yes but you know that that doesn't change anything about us and you know I do, I do hope that people see that um, just on the social media thing we I feel that we do need to be a bit more careful than others at times because a lot of people are very quick to scrutinize us and um, you know, criticizers. I think, like I said, it, it was only a matter of minutes, wasn't it, before Newport was straight on it. But it, I think that's why I, we sort of cut it a bit short and sweet because we have previously done that. Um, you know, we've had that ready since December because we knew that's what we we're going to do for any January incoming. So it, it's just not worth the battle, really. It was quite funny just to see the amount of stuff that comes out of you and you just. All you can do is sit there and laugh at times. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, coming to on the pitch now, um, obviously Gary Bowyer appointed in the summer. Um, if it's been really up and down, especially like the last few weeks, it seems like a little bit of your season in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> like You've gone to Port Vale, defended for your lives from what the highlights I've seen. Um mm to get the one nil, that was the, the bent post game Charles you'll be happy to know oh yes, um, yes. yeah yeah <laughs> uh, um, it's not the goal. first time we've had a tractor involved in um, a game either oh really tell us, yeah. more. Tell we, us more we actually had a tractor stolen um, a few <laughs> years ago um, Chessie yeah so yeah. That, there just seems to be something about Salford and tractors oh but. I mean our pod colleague Jeffy will be very excited she loves <laughs> she loves a tractor so any tractors you bring down are yeah, bring down on Saturday. You've got to be careful. She'll be she'll be on. Um, but yeah, then you went and had that decimation against Colchester, which was one of the shock results of the season and performances. I was I was looking through the 
the Salford Forum earlier and getting their reactions to it. And it just, like you said, it's the worst, one of the worst performances they've seen in years. Um, was that just out of nowhere, just completely out of the blue? Yeah, to be honest, um, you know, even looking at Tuesday night's game, we were just sharper, more intense. Passes were finding their way through. Um, with Colchester, like I said earlier, they just seem to have an extra five or ten percent in them, um, right. as you'd expect when they bring a new man. It well, bring someone new in charge in, and a couple of their players afterwards were um, saying same sort of thing. You know, they've got a new spirit and belief in the camp, which that that's one of those things. It doesn't justify our performance, um, though. Um, you know, I think we were expecting to have more time on the ball. We never really reacted. Um, the reactions didn't get quicker and, you know, what happened happened and I think they were fully deserving of the three points um, mm. on the day. But, yeah, it it's just been strange to come by. Consistency, I think, throughout our league to stay. Uh, we've never really put together that run of, you know, three, four wins. Um, we've had a couple of unbeaten runs, but they've never really got anywhere near to double figures. So that's something that's maybe always been a little bit absent. Um, obviously, we've got Ian Henderson missing long-term, uh, which hasn't helped in terms of, you know, someone who is going to put the ball away. And obviously, without goals, you're going to struggle to win some games. Um, December, we were quite unlucky in that we've not actually had to shut down due to COVID at all throughout the pandemic. And yet in December, we lost, I think, three, maybe four games because the opposition um, had COVID. So that was frustrating because after we beat Stevenage, we felt we could have gone on a run then. But um, you know, there's still just under half a season to go. Plenty of time. Mm. Uh, Barrow on Tuesday night, obviously after that Colchester defeat, probably ne- needed a game on Tuesday night, I'd, I'd say. Um, 2-0 win. Was it back to... How you expect what you expect from him? Yeah, um, it it still wasn't out of third or fourth gear. Um, you know, Barrow were lacking certain elements of their game that will be really important for them if they're going to stay up. Um, but sometimes you just got to take what comes to you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we did most of the basics right, as the cliche would go. <laughs> um, you know, good free kick take three points and move on. Um, I think it's a credit to um, our club secretary that we've got these postponed games in such a short space of time because it means that we've not had to, you know, wait week to week. You know, we've mm. been able to go Saturday, Tuesday, and while it might take a bit out of the lads, you look at the back end of December and we didn't play from December the 18th to uh, January the 8th. So in a way you had a bit of a break um, they're raring to go and you know we just need that momentum to uh, back us up now yeah a um, couple of plays you mentioned Ian Henderson there long term injury couple of ex-cobblers there how is Jordan Turnbull and more importantly how is his beard is my question <laughs> his, his beard is one of the finest around his beard is the envy of many a male <laughs> person including myself <laughs> he's um, but no he, Jordan's brilliant. I think I've run out of adjectives to describe him. Um, he's solid, he's dependable, he's exciting, 
He's always a threat. Um, he's honestly one of the best centre-backs that we've ever had at the club. Um, so, you know, we've we've been really fortunate. Um, yeah, that <laughs> it, there's just not really much more you can add. You, you guys know this as much as we do, you know, yeah. with the disappointment I think there was when he did leave and um, decided to come to us, you know, that that's why he, he is what he is. Mm. And can, the other can, player, before you move on, so, Danny, I, I'd just like to say how much I'm now crying. Because I do miss Jordan Turner. <laughs> well, you get to see him on Saturday, Charles. I do get can, to see him on Saturday. You can cry uh, again afterwards. That he's I'm, I'm hoping that COVID's gone. Boris says that it's gone, isn't it, by Thursday. So, therefore, I'll stroke his beard if I get the chance. <laughs> 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 yeah. Not sure that was in his speech. I'm pretty sure that's it. exactly what Stroking Boris was saying. Stroking beards is back on the agenda. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, somebody doesn't have a beard, Ryan Watson. He does have a good head of hair. but uh, He's shaved it off now. Has he shaved it off now? Has yeah, he? He's, he's got. He... He's gone for a short look. Uh, look ah. looks a lot more tough. Yeah, nice. Um, how's how's he settling in so far? Yeah, he's done really well. It, his debut, um, which was away at Bradford City, even though we lost, he maybe could have scored two or three. Um, you know, he he gave us, I think, what we've been missing in the middle, um, just a bit more drive going forward and linking up the back and the front. Um, he's had a couple of chances in every game, um, all three so far, and um, he got an assist as well now on his uh, record. So, you know, he he's one who I'm really looking forward to when he does fully bed in um, and settle. You know, he he's from the northwest anyway, so it's not a big move. He should be relatively settled, and mm-hmm. um, I think if we do go on to finish well and end up in the playoffs, I think he will play one of the most important roles in that. Mm. You uh, you said you said that he should have got a couple of goals there, Will. I think you're doing him a disservice because he, he did. <laughs> Might have been in the wrong end, but he still scored. He, he didn't know anything <laughs> about that. I think, I think that's uh, that, that's one of those that you don't want to see it put down as an own goal. Um, but it's, it, it's come off his back heel with it when he's looking the other way. So... No, well, unfortunate one for him. Um, and yet we but, all know that if he was a striker and it was in the right net, then he'd take it all day long. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, I, uh, I want to finish on Matt Smith, who we mentioned earlier. There was a bit of frustration, I think, from his first couple of games that the ball was just being lumped up to him. There was a little bit of annoyance that that was being done before. It was long ball, but it wasn't sticking. But he's at least winning the headers and trying to bring other people into play. What I can see, if you've got Watson there behind him, then it might actually be a lot more beneficial to have the two of them because he scored so many goals for us that it's just powering in at the last minute. He could be the perfect man to compliment Smith up front, I think. Yeah, and we've also got uh, Brandon Thomas-Sasante yeah. um, suspended at the moment. He will be, likewise, the perfect compliment. You know, yeah. He's that striker who will put in you know, your 14, 15 clumps of the game Mm-hmm. Um, running around, getting onto the knockdowns. Um, so when he's back, I think we'll see the full effectiveness of uh, Matt Smith as well. And obviously, Watto will only um, add to that. But I do as well see where the fans are coming from in terms of the balls going direct up to Smith. Um, you know, t- teams aren't stupid. They already put two or three defenders on him mm-hmm. um, and don't give him that space. But at the same time, 
I do believe we need to try and utilise the wide players a bit more um, and get those balls coming in from all different angles and not down through the middle. Um, Josh Morris will hopefully be back relatively soon. Um, he's been contending with the niggle and um, Ibu Torre um, is currently at AFCON with the Gambia. Um, he's got fantastic delivery from uh, the left-hand side and from set pieces. So they'll both be really beneficial and they are um, back as well. So a lot Thomas more is, to come, I think. Thomas Santi's still suspended at the weekend. Saturday's the last. Last one. Yeah. Was, it, was it four, was it? Four, because it's yeah. his second record of the season. Okay. okay. Naughty boy. Yeah. Naughty boy. <laughs> uh, he, he, he's bought one himself a little bit. You know, he, he gave... I think both instances he's given the referee the opportunity to bring it out as opposed mm. to anything being particularly cynical. But, yeah. um, you know, he'll, he'll learn. It's hard to forget he's only 23. He, he's got a big career ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, Charles, we're going to finish with predictions, I think. Have Ooh. we got a jingle for predictions? Well, or kind j- of. Predict it. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> There's Neil. Again. There's Neil. <laughs> Surely someone can beat that. Come on, listeners, you can. We can do better than that. Um, we want we want your jingles for basically that our prediction section. Um, we've had to make do with Neil this week. So if you don't want to hear that anymore, get your own. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm going to be hearing that in my nightmares. Um, we're going to make some predictions, Charles. What are you going to go for on Saturday? Three o'clock, six fields. You're in hospitality. I I am in hospitality on Saturday, yeah. This is a delayed birthday present. So, uh, finally, I think I was meant to do it for... Oh, I can't remember which game it was. One was it? Were we meant to have Crawley before Christmas, or have we had Crawley? We've already had Crawley. Crawley, I can't remember now. But it was one of those postponed games that I was supposed to be going to, I think. And then... Uh, some other stuff came up when I couldn't do it. So this is the first opportunity that I've had. So um, I'm going to go and play some stand-up bingo. Nice. And uh, I'm going to go and uh, stroke Jordan Turnbull's beard in the Players' Lounge. And I'm going to watch the Cobblers run out 2-1 winners. 2-1. Nice. Yeah, Jordan Turnbull is going to get Salford's goal. And... um, We'll go uh, consolation so we can join in the celebrations, like yeah, last yeah, kick yeah. of the game. Oh, yeah. Can, yeah. Yeah, it'll be, you know, and he'll jump into the North Stand with yeah. Coppers fans <laughs> to celebrate. That'd be that'd be perfect. Um, and I, I think uh, uh, Idris Elba's going to get at least one. And um, Benny Ashley Seal. <laughs> <laughs> Our only recognised striker <laughs> left. Oh, Danny Rose is there. <laughs> only recognised striker. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Will, are you there on Saturday? Yes, I'll be um, doing Salford commentary and uh, other media duties. Um, I've got to be honest, I'm not usually one to make predictions, um, but I'm going to formulate this one together. Um, Three previous meetings, Northampton always scored twice against us. Um, Sam Hoskins seems to have a particular penchant for scoring, so... I'm going to go with Sam Hoskins and Paul Lewis as well, who scored twice against us before uh, to score for Cobblers. But just because I've got to, I've got to say Salford are going to win. So 3-2 to Salford. 
Ding dong. Ding dong like prediction. It. And that's Straight despite two relatively good defences and relatively yeah. low scorers. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Danny, you predicted a ding dong for our game with Sutton, didn't you? I did, yeah. Sutton, Sutton love a ding dong. Yeah. And then it ended nil nil. So, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. so shows I'll, what I'll, we know. <laughs> I'm going to go nil nil this week then. Nil <laughs> <laughs> nil. Nothing happens. Um, Charles, you can go and say hello to Will upstairs somewhere, I'm sure. I'll, I'll wave from my padded seat. Stroke his beard as well. <laughs> Mine will be gone. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks so much, Will, for coming on. No, thanks for having me. Cheers, Charles. Thanks, Danny. It's a Cheers, pleasure it's to good. be back. It's, yeah, it's good to be back. We'll be back again next week with another preview show. I, can't even, I don't even know who we're playing next week. Start Some back. team in League Two. Yes. Yeah, Excellent. You See go. you next week. Cheers. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.